there is a massive interest for most people in the future. Most people want to know what's ahead, what's coming up, what, what's going to happen in my life in the years to come. And so people run to fortune tellers, fortune tellers they read horoscopes, uh, tea leaves, they run to a prophet, anything that may give them an idea of what might be ahead for them. I think one reason people want to know is because life is pretty scary. And, you know, things go wrong, and we, we want to know, is, is it going to be okay in the future? Well, I can't tell you what's going to be ahead for your future, but I do want to share with you a truth from Scripture that teaches that we can significantly influence our future. Is that good news? You can significantly influence your future. Wow. So, Let's look at one of the most powerful principles in the Word of God. Come with me to Galatians in chapter 6, the book of Galatians 6 and verse. We're going to start with verse 7. We're going to stay in this passage and do a bit of an exegesis on it, I guess. Verse 7, do not be deceived. Everyone say that with me. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. We see here the principle of sowing and reaping, and much of our future depends on how we sow today. Now, if we sow good seeds, we're going to reap good things. If we sow bad seeds, we're going to reap bad things. That's not to say if you only sow good seeds, you'll never have any problems, troubles, or difficulties in life. No, we live in a fallen, sin-sick world, and hey, things happen, unfortunately. But we still can have a great influence on our future by sowing the right seeds. When God says that we will reap what we have sown, especially a bad seed, He's not punishing us. Now He's just telling us how it is. He's just explaining a law to us. It's like someone says to you, if you jump off that 10th that, uh, story of that building, you're going to go down by gravity, law of gravity, and you're probably going to kill yourself. You might say, oh, I don't believe that nonsense. I don't like that law. I'm not going to abide by that law. You're going to be in trouble. It's the same with sowing and reaping. It's a law that operates. Whether you believe it, think about it, or not, it doesn't matter. It happens, it works. It's similar to the truth of cause and effect. You heard about that? You know, you do one thing and it causes another effect somewhere else. And we can do something today that can affect someone tomorrow, or in a year's time, or in a decade's time, or even in a hundred years' time. Cause now has an effect sometimes way into the distant future. Did you realize that one assassination started World War I? And thousands of New Zealanders lost their lives. The cause, an assassination, the effect on all these kids and grandkids that would never have a father or grandfather. The impact would go on for decades, sometimes centuries. So the law that's built into the very fabric of all creation both physical and spiritual, is that a person reaps after the same manner that they sow. And in the six days of creation, God ordered everything to produce according to its kind. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. God saw that it was good. 
You only reproduce according to the seed that is sown. So every thought, every attitude, every action has its own natural reproductive cycle. So what you sow is what you reap. In every dimension, the universe is structured on unchangeable laws. So Galatians 6 verse 7, which we've just read, is the, it uses the well-known law of plant science or botany that a given seed can only reproduce after its own kind. God's laws do not change. If you planted seeds to grow some kumra and you went out the next day and you saw potatoes, you'd think, no, this can't be. It's impossible to sow kumra seeds and get potatoes. We all know that it won't happen. Friends, why? Because you can only reproduce after the kind of seed that is sown. The same true in our own personal lives. If we exercise and eat healthy, especially over Christmas and the holidays, which I'm sure all of you did, then you're going to have better health. If we study, better chance of passing our exams. And all the students said, God help us. <laughs> we want to break that law if we can. If we overspend, we will end up in debt. Some people look at the bank account and it's all overdrawn. They think, how did that happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, we know how it happens. Throwing seeds of spending, sometimes of overspending, maybe even greed. So the law of sowing and reaping, what does it do? Hopefully it teaches us to live responsibly. That's what I want you to get out of this. I don't want you to feel bad about this but to live responsibly, because if we live irresponsibly, we will reap the painful consequences. Before I was a Christian, I lived irresponsibly, very irresponsibly, and I have reaped the consequences of it. Sure, there's forgiveness through the blood. Now, we've all sown bad seeds, even as Christians. The good news is the blood of Jesus has never lost its power, so there is forgiveness, but all the consequences may not disappear. If you have overspent and spent badly and you've got debt, yeah, God will forgive you for overspending, but the debt's not going to disappear from your bank statement. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. It's the way it works. Fleming was a poor Scottish farmer. One day he hears his cry for help. Goes out and finds this boy in neck deep or waist deep in black muck, terrified, screaming for help, struggling to get free. So Fleming goes to the boy's rescue and saves him from what could have been a terrifying death. The next day, a fancy carriage drives up in front of the poor Scotsman's home, and a well-dressed nobleman steps out. And the noble said, nobleman said to Fleming, I want to repay you for saving my son. So Fleming said, no, I don't want to be repaid. At that moment, this Fleming's boy came to the front of the door, front door, and the nobleman said, is that your son? He said, yes. He said, well, let me take him and give him a good education, which he did. The son graduated from St. Mary's Hospital Medical School in London and went on to become Sir Alexander Fleming, who discovered penicillin. Well, years later, guess what happens? The nobleman's son is stricken with pneumonia. What saved him? 
penicillin. The name of the nobleman, Lord Randolph Churchill. His son's name, Sir Winston Churchill. Someone said, what goes round comes round. Think about this. It's sowing and reaping. Fleming sowed a rescue, right? And what did he reap? He reaped the education of the son and the invention of penicillin. Churchill, Lord Randolph, what did he sow? He sowed an education of another man's son. What did he reap? His own son's life being saved from pneumonia. Sowing and reaping. It's a law of the universe. So let's go back to Galatians chapter 6 and <clears throat> verse 7. We've read that and it said, it said this. It says, do not be deceived. Now why would it say that? I'll tell you why it says that. Because it's easy to think this principle doesn't always happen or it doesn't always work. But the verse says, hey, hold on a minute. You think that your giving is not going to cause you to reap it some, somewhere along the line? Hey, listen up. God is not mocked. If you sow, you will reap. The thought of God not being mocked is like someone saying, get real. You don't really believe all this nonsense of sowing and reaping, do you? But it is a fact, friends. Some reaping will be in the next life. You don't always reap now. And I think that's one of the, the tricks of this whole thing or one of the struggles that we have with it is that you, you, some, some rewards will be in the next life. Some reaping will be in the next life. Especially, you know, do you ever, I, I want to suggest you never envy sinners. You know, sometimes you look at your neighbor, you know, on a Sunday morning, you're heading off to church and they get out in their Mercedes Benz and their big boat behind them and head off to the, to the, to the beach and and you know that they're living pretty sinful lives, and you, you're struggling away, and you're thinking, hey, God, what's the deal here? You know, they're sowing all this bad stuff. They seem to be reaping the good. You know, I drive from here every, most Sundays I go into the city to preach, and I go past the, the golf course. You know that I like golf. I drive past Chamberlain Golf Course, bright, beautiful, sunny day like today, and I see all these people playing golf while I'm off to preach. Do I envy them? No. I feel sorry for them. Why? Because they're not in church. They're probably not Christians and they're not going to a good place. Friends, never envy sinners. The wheels of justice may turn slowly, but they will turn. And they will deliver in the end. Live for Jesus. Sow right seeds and God will bless you. If not fully in this life, some of it may be in the next. It's hard to come to terms with, but hey, sometimes we've got to realize that's the deal. You know, one of our biggest mistakes, we expect this life to deliver all our hopes and dreams. Friends, if this life delivered at all, why would anyone want to go to heaven? God sells us short, if you like, in this life, so we long <laughs> for the next life. Some results come later. You know the law of sowing and reaping? The farmer, he completely depends on this law, whether he's a Christian or not. I mean, how would he know, look, I'm, I'm going to sow some seeds here, and he's totally dependent on this law of the universe that what you sow, you will reap. Otherwise, the farming community would just be a mess. So unbelievers depend on this principle. And some of them believe this principle, and they get a result from it. 
A fable is told of a farmhand who was told to plant, plant a field of barley. But instead of sowing barley, he sowed oats. A bit crazy, eh? After several weeks, the owner went out to inspect the crop and was astonished to see oats growing and not barley. So he said to his worker, I told you to plant barley. Why did you sow oats? To which the farmhand said, well, I didn't think it would make any difference. Even if I planted oats, I could expect barley to come up. The angry farmer shouted, are you crazy? Whatever made you think that? The farmhand said, well, actually, I got the idea from you, sir. I've been watching the way you live. And even though you can constantly sow evil, you expect good to come from it. Verse 7 says, whatever a man sows, whatever, which means the law applies to every area of life. It's not just a few specific areas. So here's the question I want to ask you today to think about seriously. What do you want to reap in the coming years? What, what fruit do you want to see in your life, in your family, in your finances, in your walk with God? What, what fruit do you want to see? It'd be worth sitting down and making a list of things that you want to see. Because what you need to do is start sowing now accordingly. And there's a very good chance that you will reap accordingly based on what you sow. So if you want to reap love, kindness, mercy, finances, in five years, you want... You, you're saying, God, in five years, I want my life surrounded with friends, surrounded with love. I want enough money to do the things I need to do. You know, I want to, I want to be close to you, friends. Then you sow seeds accordingly. And there's a very good chance that's what you will reap in five years, 10 years. It may take a while, 20 years' time. So think about it. How do you want your life to be in 10 years' time? Three years' time, two years' time. Start sowing the right seeds. See, you can't sow strife and reap peace. No, it will not happen. You can't sow disunity and reap unity. You can't sow criticism and expect others to think well and speak well of you. It's just not going to happen. You want people to speak well of you? Start speaking well of everybody else. So you might might do in five years, I want everyone speaking well of me. In five years, everyone's going to speak well of me. Well, you can do that. You can go a long way towards Start speaking well of everybody else, especially those you disagree with, especially those you don't like, and you'll reap the same. The tense here indicates whatever a man sows, 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 continuous, habitual sowing, then he will reap, reap, reap continually. So it's not something just that's a one-off, well, I'll sow once and let's see what happens. No, no. I'll sow love. Yeah, I'm going to love one person. And no, I hope to reap that. Won't work that way, friends. You've got to sow, 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 sow. Then you'll reap, 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 reap. So although this is a challenging truth, and if you don't like this message, join the club. I don't like it either. I actually wish this wasn't true. How many of you wish this wasn't true? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've made too many mistakes to wish this was true. But it is true. But I do want to learn from it. 
And although it's a challenging and a difficult topic, and we can easily even feel condemned because that's the way Satan works, what I want to encourage you to use this truth to great advantage. How? It's very simply, sow good seeds. Tell the person next to you, sow good seeds. It's not hard to do, and build for a better future. Hey, we can influence to a measure what's ahead in our lives. Focus on the positive. Now, some people miss out on this whole truth. Do you know why? They don't sow long enough. They sow for a period of time, and then because they don't reap, they quit. They say, ah, it doesn't work. Galatians 6 verse 9. Let us not grow weary while sowing or while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap. Everyone say, we shall reap. Yeah. If we do not lose heart. There's an appointment time for your reaping. No one plants a seed one day, goes out in the field and says, well, where's my crop? Where's my harvest? <laughs> plant some flower seeds, some roses, and then next day, where's my roses? <laughs> That's pretty much how I garden. <laughs> That's why I quit. I planted a seed, nothing happened the next day, so I forget it doesn't work. Just go and buy them from the shop. <laughs> Which reminds me, I haven't brought flowers for my wife for some time, but I can say that today because she's not here. <laughs> I go in phases, you know? Suddenly you're buying flowers every couple of weeks and Probably been a while now. Mm. I hate this message. What, what, what else can we preach about? Okay, verse 8. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. And he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So there's two kinds of soil that we can sow into. We can sow into the flesh or we can sow into the spirit. Sowing to the flesh means you just let the old nature have its way. And we all have those days, don't we? The old nature just runs rampant. You get mad and get jealous and you do things you shouldn't do and say things you shouldn't say. And somehow it's a day of sowing in the flesh. Not a good result. Sowing to the spirit means allowing the Holy Spirit and we have some of those days too, don't we? Good days where, whoo, God is near and you love people and you pray and you read the word and you serve and you, you know, and you think, man, it's a great day of sowing. We just got to make sure those days outweigh these other days. More days sowing to the spirit than sowing to the flesh. Let's, let's be honest here. I mean, hey, I don't sow to the spirit all the time. I sow to the flesh far more than I want to. I sow to the flesh every day. I'm sure of it. That's just who we are. But I want to learn <laughs> to sow more and more into the Spirit so that the good outweighs the bad and the good fruit outweighs the bad fruit. We all have some bad fruit, by the way. Let's try and keep this in the realm of reality. So let's look first at sowing bad seed or sowing to the flesh. <clears throat> and then we'll go to the positive. John R. Stott, great writer, he wrote this, and I quote this to you. Listen. Every time we allow our mind to harbor a grudge, nurse a grievance, entertain an impure fancy, wallow in self-pity, 
we are sowing to the flesh. Every time we linger in bad company, whose insidious influence we know we cannot resist, every time we read pornographic literature, we are sowing, sowing, sowing to the flesh. Jacob was a master of deception. He sowed seeds of deception. He deceived his own brother Esau of the birthright and of the blessing. Years would go by. Time would catch up. And eventually, his uncle Laban would deceive Jacob. He worked for seven years to get the beautiful Rachel. Instead, when he wakes up, he realizes he was given Leah. I've always felt sorry for Leah. Anyone else with me? The rejected one. I mean, not only was she rejected, even it's in the word of God for eternity that she's the one that wasn't wanted. I mean, how mean is that? Sorry, God, I mean, you're not mean, but hey, look, it just feels like, wow, poor Leah. Glad <laughs> it wasn't me there. What happened? He sowed deception, and he ripped it. You know, sometimes some of us worry about someone who's getting away with something, and it causes us a lot of hurt and pain. I want to tell you something. No one gets away with anything. Don't you worry about it. Not that you look for things to go bad, but it, it's, hey, God's laws work. Sure, there's forgiveness and all the rest of it as well, but there's also sowing and reaping. There's a song, which I won't sing to you. It says this, what you plant is what you grow, so be careful what you sow. Be careful. That's what I want, part of what I want to get through in this message today, is, is be careful. Just be careful. I'm talking to myself. Be careful with my lips, what I say. Be careful with what I let my mind think about. Be careful with the attitudes of my heart. You know, be careful what you sow because that's what's going to grow. You know, people do things like this. Could be lustful things, could be immorality, all that sort of stuff. Bad attitudes, criticisms, which we all do, and then walk away. And they don't feel any different. So they repeat it the next week. They think, oh, Hey, there's no consequence there. I'm not reaping anything. In fact, some people can sin, seriously, come to church, feel the presence of God. Think, oh, oh, I must be doing it right. Well, that's a real deception. I reckon sometimes you feel the presence of God because you're trying to get your attention, telling you, hey, you don't need all this other stuff. Just focus on me. Yeah. Have you ever, ever done that? Sometimes I have. I've been really had a bad day. and get to pray and God's just there. And I think, oh, maybe I wasn't so bad yesterday after all. Because there's no consequence. But they're deceived, and I'm deceived, because in due time you reap. Come with me if you dare. If you dare, come to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. If you're a bit, your heart's not strong, don't go there. This, this, is, a, this is a killer verse. Ecclesiastes, you, you, know, you will not like this verse unless you're thinking of someone else, which is what we usually do, isn't it? Ecclesiastes 8 verse 11. You're listening? Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, 
Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. See, they do evil, and you, we look at them, we think there's no consequence, nothing going wrong. Verse 12, though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before Him, but it will not be well with the wicked. Conclusion, it pays to serve God. It pays to love God. It pays to sow good seeds. It pays to live for Jesus Christ. He is the best person to put your life into, into His hands, and He will watch over you and care for you. You know, some of us look at our lives and we kind of think, man, it's not working, it's not happening. God, you know, this doesn't seem right, this doesn't seem fair. Let me say, tell you something that I know is going to happen for every one of us. When you stand before God, which you will, and, you, and, and, and He explains your life to you and why, what happened, did it happen, etc., etc., every one of us is going to go, oh, now I see. Now I understand. See, God will always be found to be perfectly righteous and just. We will have no complaint against God when we get to heaven. We may complain against Him here, but when He explains everything, we're going to have that epiphany, that aha. What I want to recommend to you is get the aha now and have a good life on earth. Tell yourself God is fair, just, and good all the time that your cup runs over, because it does, and when you get to heaven, that's where He's going to explain it. You're going to realize that was true all along. Why miss the joy of the journey. Sowing to the Spirit. Galatians 6, 8. The one who sows to please the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. To sow to the Spirit is the same as walking in the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit. It's the same as abiding in God, abiding in His Word, setting your mind on things above, giving your body as a living sacrifice to the Lord. All of those things are sowing to the Spirit. Time praying, reading the Bible, coming to church. What you've done today is sowing to the Spirit. You're sowing in the invisible, but one day the visible will manifest. You will see the results of your spiritual sowing, sowing of right seeds. But sowing righteousness and right seeds is not always easy. Sowing right in contrast to sin is like growing desirable plants and not weeds. Hey, look, I'm no farmer, I'm no gardener, but I know that if I want to grow weeds, I don't have to do anything. It will just happen. Just ignore everything and weeds will come up. I don't have to plan sinning. It's easy to do. I can just get up within, within 30 seconds, I can have sinned in the morning. Anyone else with me? Not a hand goes up. Okay. You holy people of God. <laughs> Wonderful church. You should be up here preaching. I should be listening. I can sin very quickly. Why? Because sin is just easy. Just let the old nature have its way. I can get upset at someone, burn the toast. I can yell. I can, you know, say something to the wife I shouldn't say. Whatever. I can think a wrong thought. It's easy. Growing weeds, sinning is easy. But sowing good seeds, growing good plants, hard work. You've got to be intentional. You've got to plan. You've got to be diligent. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes energy. That's why it's so much easier to sow the wrong seeds. You know, one major area in which this Bible principle applies, sowing and reaping, in the Scripture, it's very much also connected to everything, but it's also connected to finances. Just come with me quickly to 2 Corinthians 
9, verse 6, because the whole context here is on giving. And it says in verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. As we start a new year, I want to encourage you this year to faithfully sow generously, financially, with your tithes, your offerings, and in other ways, because you will weep, reap. And this is not, I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel here. What I'm preaching here is God's principle of increase. Sow finances, increase finances. Sow love, increase love. How many of you like getting bargains when you go shopping? A lot of hands going up on this one. When it came to sinning in the early morning, no hands, but bargains, all the hands go up. I'm getting to understand this congregation a lot better now. <clears throat> we love a bargain. You buy something on sale, you know you got a good deal. Hey, Jody and I used to go out to Boxing Day sales. We used to join the other 20,000 people at Sylvia Park and go through the crowds and wait in the lines and the queues and usually come out with very little. So anyway, we quit going on Boxing Day sales when we discovered that the sales before Christmas and after Christmas are much the same anyway, so we, we flagged that. But I do like getting a good bargain. But don't you hate it when you buy something and next week it is half price? <laughs> there should be a law against that. I think we should be able to write to someone and say, hey, this is what was happened. I want a refund. I don't think we're ever going to get that somehow. But sowing good seed, friends, listen, is like finding a fantastic bargain. Do you know why? You reap a lot more than you sow. Give and it shall be given to you. Give love, give kindness, give mercy, give finances, give forgiveness, and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. A small seed multiplies many times. It is the bargain of all bargains. Sow good seeds, sow right seeds, and be blessed. If you want a strong walk with God, friend, it's not hard. It's simple. It's basic. You might say, well, hold on a minute. How simple is it? I'll tell you how simple it is. Every day, pray. Every day, read the Bible. Every day, spend some time giving God thanks. Every Sunday, get to church. And do your best to live a right life, friends, and you will have a strong walk with God. It is so simple. It is so basic. It is so fundamental. And yet, so many people miss it. They just don't do those few basics, and there are a few others I could add into that. Okay, so I'll wrap it up. Here's the question. I want you to think now, all right? Think for a few minutes. What do you want your life to be like? What things do you want happening in your life in a year's time, two years, five years, 10, 20, go out as far as you like? Think about that. Go home this afternoon, think about what things you want happening in your life in years to come. Because you can, to a certain degree, not entirely, influence what it will be like by sowing the appropriate seeds. What I want to suggest is this. Make a list of, I would suggest, just two or three areas in which, in this year, you are really going to sow good seeds. Now, maybe in the area of love, you might say, okay, this is the year of love. Okay, I'm going to make those phone calls. I'm going to write those cards. 
I'm going to have that person for a, a, a coffee or a tea or a meal. I'm going to visit that sick person. I'm going to, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to people in love. In 5, 10, 15 years, friends, you'll be surrounded by people loving you. It's the way it works. Maybe that's, that's it. Or maybe you want to say, okay, no, I don't, I'm not too interested in that one. I want to go with serving God. Now, if you're already serving too much, don't do any more. We don't want that. But if you've got room in your capacity to serve God more, why don't you say, okay, this year I'm going to sow the seeds of serving God. And just deliberately, intentionally sow into that area. You might want to go with the finances. You might say, look, in two, three, four, five years, I want my finances a whole lot better than that. I want to be out of debt. Start sowing. This year, make a decision. Okay, I'm going to sow financially good seeds because that's what I want to reap two, three, four, five years' time. Friends, we can't just live in hope. I hope this will happen. Sometimes God has mercy, it will happen. But we can actually influence by sowing the right side. So what are those two, three, four areas? One thing. Is anything coming to you? Any areas coming to you? Do you want to really sow good seeds this coming year? Might be in the area of forgiveness. Maybe to do with your kids or family or some relationship. You know, now this year I'm going to sow that seed. See, friends, the thing I'm trying to get across now is this. To sow good seeds, hard work. You've got to be intentional. You've got to plan it and then execute it. To sow bad seeds, hey, we're all going to do that this year anyway. Don't have to make a list. It's just going to happen. Let's all use this law to maximum benefit. Zealously, intentionally sow good seeds every day and reap great blessing. You can plan your future through careful sowing. In Jesus' name. Amen?